Welcome to the Podcaster's Cut. My name is George, and with me as always, my co-host, my longtime best friend, my former roommate. What was your name again? Joey. That's right, <laughs> Joey. Today, we have a special guest in the studio. This is a studio now. We're not in a garage anymore. <laughs> just in case people didn't know. And that sultry laugh belongs to my and Joey's best friend, Angelo. Say hello, Angelo. Hi. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> I mean, I did say just say hello, so I guess that works. So, yeah. Uh, it's nice having you here, man. Now Thank we're going to have some real conversation, some real deep talks about movies. Hey, that's true. <laughs> Thank you, guys, by the way, for having me here. Oh, of, yeah, course. of course. You yeah. might want to talk a little bit louder, bro. Thank you for having me here. <laughs> there we go. Get closer to the mic, bro. No. Yeah. Like, if you're going to get all up on it. So, as usual, here on the podcast, cut. we start with a little bit of movie tr- movie news. Yeah. Mostly, we're, I think we're just going to be talking about one specific trailer today. <laughs> yeah, Suicide Squad. You watched it, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> better. <laughs> That's why we just handed it to him. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, so what did you guys think of the trailer? So D- DC fanboy. So it's to hit you with a gotcha question. <laughs> yeah. like, uh... No one knew we were talking about this. Uh, DC fanboy George. I, I love it. I'm uh, so excited. Right. I mean, considering that it's DC and that it's James Gunn who made arguably my favorite Marvel movie, which is The Guardians of the Galaxy, I think this movie's going to be dope and funny as hell. I feel like they showed just enough, like not too much. You know, some trailers, like, yeah, they give point. it away, like the good yeah. point, like, bro, why did you have to give that? I feel like on this one, they didn't give too much and like just enough yeah. where yeah. you don't know what's going to happen. Do you guys know how long it is? How, the runtime of the movie or the yeah. trailer? No, runtime of the movie. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. Probably. No, I do. No, I don't know either. Oh, okay. That's why I was asking. <laughs> no, because I was. Do your research, like, Joey. It's probably like two hours. <laughs> if it was four hours, would you watch it? If it was a four-hour movie, what am I watching the freaking Snyder <laughs> again? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I watch. Did you end up watching the Snyder Cut? Do you have no. HBO Max? No. No. Damn. Yeah. So I just looked it up. There is no current runtime right now. Nah, it's probably gonna be like two hours. I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. An hour and if a half. Two twenty or something yeah. like that. I'm. I'm. Gonna, let's do this right now. My guess is gonna be two twenty-four. Damn. Yeah, two hours and twenty-four minutes. What you got, Joey? That's longer than Shawshank Redemption, which we're gonna talk about. But yes, uh, I'm really hoping it's just a solid, like two hours or just shy, like five. I'm saying, I anything between runtime of an hour and fifty-five minutes to two to an hour two hours. So right in that sweet spot. Just okay. in that sweet spot. All right, like, we're doing five minutes. I'm gonna go two hours and twenty minutes to two hours and twenty-five. Okay. Okay. Angela, yeah, you want to be part I was of it? really close. I was, I was going to say two hours and 15 minutes about. Okay. So, 215. so like right be, below 215 George. to 220 or 215 to 210? 215, 220. Okay. Because of all the characters, I mean, I'd imagine they're going to introduce the characters like maybe really briefly, you know? I mean, I don't know because that's the thing with Guardians of the Galaxy. He didn't like introduce them individually. He kind of just like had them all meet at one time. That's true. Also, think... Mm-hmm. Um, like comic book movies have this like great thing where they they can do they can just kill them like look at deadpool 2 yeah mm. it's true like, i mean they, they introduce all these like kooky characters and you're like oh this is gonna be funny <laughs> and, and then the they die like within like five minutes and brad pitt shows up for a second <laughs> <laughs> and you're like oh crap like he was the invisible guy. <laughs> yeah. and then uh so i think that's that might happen in this movie like I mean, yeah, like for sure it might be like just 
10 minutes of each like group of these people trying to take on the same villain. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I and mean, they, I feel like there's gonna be multiple villains. I'll be honest. Yeah. Well, because I mean, it looks like the big villain is gonna be Starro. Which, if you don't know who Starro is, he's the original villain for the Justice League. Like in the actual comments, he's the first person they run into, and that's why the Justice League gets for him. He's a giant like starfish from outer space who comes and destroys planets and eats them. So that's his whole like shtick, and that's where the Justice League ends up going fighting against. So he's like a big ma- major villain. So when that came up, I like screamed because I was like, I've never thought I was gonna see a Starro freaking villain. Like that's ridiculous, <laughs> but yeah. it's cool. George was like a total fanboy. He's like, yeah, no, he was in the room when I saw it. I did it. He was there. He saw it. I was like, George, George, come down. What's wrong? He's like, it's Starro. And then we're like, what the fuck? Like, who's dead? He's having, he's having a stroke. <laughs> it's funny too, because like, I, the only reason I knew the, the the freaking movie was out, the trailer was out, was because Growl texted me at like eight o'clock in the morning. He woke me up and I looked at my phone. He was like, did you watch it yet? I was like, watch what? And he was like. The did Suicide Squad trailer. You didn't know it was coming out? I didn't know. No, I, I didn't. didn't. I, I follow James I Gunn on oh, Instagram. And no. he had mentioned, like, tomorrow. And then, like... Had, snippet like, of it. Yeah, a little snippet of it. Which is... I was like, oh, okay, cool. It comes out tomorrow. I don't know when, but... <laughs> I mean, at some point. Uh, yeah, yeah, at some point in the day. Like, it's so weird with, like, these kind of, like, comic book trailers. They have yeah. to announce, like, it's coming. Right, right, right. Finally get a glimpse. Which is crazy, because, like... You know, obviously right now, it's funny because we did last week, we did the Snyder Cut, and this week we're doing, we're talking about Suicide Squad, and like everything's kind of happening at once. There's a lot of stuff going on in the DC and Warner Brothers right now. Um, like, I just read that for Black Adam, um, they're going to have the Justice League, the Justice Society of America, and Pierce Brosnan is going to come out and play Whoa. Dr. Fate. Holy shit. That's cool. Yeah, I was like, that's pretty dope. His voice. I mean, like, Dr. Fate wears a helmet the whole time, so it doesn't really matter. You're not going to see his face. So is it supposed to be Dwayne? Is it going to be The Rock? Yeah, it's The Rock. The Rock's oh, okay. playing Black that's Adam. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, like, he, and he's been, like, arguing with WB. I just read an article today that he's been, like, trying to get the WB to re uh, reinstate the Snyderverse. Because, like... Oh, so even him, he's... Yeah, he's even saying it. It's because, like, the movie... Honestly, like, if you watch the Snyder Club... And you've already watched the Justice League movie. You're getting a better version of the movie. We talked mm. about it for like two hours last week. Um, yeah. And like I, I wholeheartedly agree. It's a better movie. Like, it's ridiculously better. There's like yeah. a cool, bunch of cool like YouTube videos where they're doing like comparisons of scene to scene. And you can see like even the lighting is different and it's way better. And it's just like, holy crap. Like how the hell did J- Joss Whedon mess this movie up so badly? <laughs> like Joss Whedon and producers and WB all messed it up. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, what it what, yeah. Are you do what's been going on with you? I mean, you're the hugest for people that don't know. Angelo's like a huge Superman fan. So how are you feeling about everything that's going on? Uh I have yet to see it, to be honest. You have yet to see what? The Justice yeah. League, right? Yeah. yeah. You didn't even watch the original Justice no. League? No, I have seen the Justice League, but the Snyder's uh, the Snyder cut? Yeah, I haven't seen that. You haven't seen it? Okay. It was only on HBO Max. It's like four hours long. Yeah. Four more, hours. It's four hours. But Jesus. the way they did it, it's like you can take breaks. Yeah. What do you mean the way they did? Like it's in parts. It's so, in parts. So yeah, like they'll it'll say like part one and then like whatever, and then they'll show you something and then like part two and, and okay. And then uh, so so like after you like if you want, I'm telling you this right now. Once you see part three, you're gonna be like click. All right, time to get some lunch. Okay. Like, like <laughs> I have to ask mm-hmm. this question. So yeah, is it like dialogue a good portion like Star Wars when the whole debate was going and 
What's that one movie? The Senate? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. Or is it like, like the Trade Federation <laughs> must be stopped? Because it was like four hours. It's like a good hour of that. I, I don't know. If I could do that, man. No, or is it's it like not action? Like, or? There, there's, they've added so much actual backstory. Because like oh, in the okay. original movie, like Cyborg was just there. The Flash was just there. Now they actually gotcha. have stories. So you can like watch it and be like, oh, snap. Like this is what they're kind of going for in their like universe and stuff. Gotcha. So it, it, okay, that actually sounds, yeah. I'll, I'll, a really good job. I'll watch that. So something I want to mention to those who don't know, uh, now that we're kind of winding down on movie news, I feel. Yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, that's everything I got. So me and Angelo and George all love movies. And that's how we kind of like became really close friends. Also... I just thought of this. D- so, what really made you like love movies? Oh, geez, that's a, now that's a good question. Damn. Um, what what make really makes me like movies? Yeah. Uh, damn, that's a difficult. Or question. like, or like, what what movie made it for you? Or like, what movie specifically? Yeah, like just say a movie where, like, as a kid, you're like, whoa, now that was a that was a really good movie. Like, Jesus. I kind of want to uh, watch that again. <clears throat> what movie as really young probably was Rugrats. Rugrats like, the movie? Rugrats the movie. Really? Yeah. Like I, I'm not gonna say that's like the. No, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I, I know why that's I like not movies, the but epitome <laughs> of movies. For yeah. me, but, like, <laughs> but for like just I, I guess the emotion in the Rugrats movie. Right, right. There's right. a scene where like it's it's Tommy and Dill. Yeah. And they're in the rain. Right. This and is that's the jungle the, part. Yes, exactly. And that mo- that scene just penetrates in my mind. Cause I seen that movie with my brother, yeah, and, and that's like you can, I can recall it really like mm-hmm. I, I can recall it pretty well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So for some reason that movie resonates with me, and it's like a, it's a Nickelodeon movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, didn't I mention that? I like, think you had mentioned <laughs> Rugrats yeah, at some so, point. So yeah, uh, it's funny that you mentioned that one. Okay, what about you, George? Um, from childhood, oh, doesn't matter. Whenever from whatever that just like made me realize that movies are incredible. Um, damn. Like, I'm trying to think back. Like, what? I don't even know what my earliest... Like, the one I always tell is the one about, like, going and watching the Pokemon movie, like, in the middle right. of the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, that that really hits me all the time. It was just, like... It was, like, 10 o'clock. I just landed from flying from San Diego over to Texas, and I, I'm the power was out, and I went to go watch the movie. Like, I told my dad, let's go watch it. He fell asleep within, like, 10 minutes. <laughs> he didn't even get to start the actual movie. He just watched the Pikachu part, and then he just fell asleep. And then, <laughs> and, then uh, and then I just watched the rest of the movie, like, by myself, essentially, because there's nobody in the theater. It's, like, 10, 11 o'clock yeah. at night. Ain't no kids in that theater at the uh. time. Um, but, like, I think that's something that kind of just, like, really resonates with me. Like, going back, I don't know, man. There's so many movies. Like, I remember watching Cinderella Man, and, like, nobody oh, remembers yeah. watching Cinderella Man. I yeah. love Cinderella Man. Like, in theaters. Like, everyone I didn't watch it in theaters. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's the thing. Like, everyone goes, oh, yeah, I watched Ooh. it, like, on DVD or TV. Yeah. Like, no, nah, I watched it in theaters. I rented like, it from a blockbuster. I got another one, <laughs> Constantine. Constantine? Really? Constantine. You went from Rugrats to Constantine? Yeah, <laughs> 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 there was a huge gap in movie watching. He just didn't, he didn't watch anything. Ten years of not watching movies. He's <laughs> like, all right, let me give this a shot again. That one like, resonates. Whoa! Two movies are amazing. <laughs> Rugrats. just chooses the best movies yeah. to watch. He just refuses to watch everything else. Uh, the reason that I, I thought of this is because, like, I forgot, like, so, someone had asked me, like, Oh, like when did you start watching uh, Star Wars or like st- somehow like start because you mentioned Star Wars and I come up and I was like, oh, dude, like I have like a huge love for Star Wars and it's like and it's encapsulates my whole love for movies. It was the first VHS tape that I that I watched that, that I, no, sorry, that I bought. 
Wow, and really? People say I misremember stuff or I romanticize things sometimes, but I, I remember this. Like, I went, we were at a swap meet, my, me, my mom, and my dad, right? And my mom or my dad gave me, like, something like eight bucks or something, right? And so we're going around, you know, uh, the swap meet, and you're, like, looking around, and you're like, there's toys. There was always, like, this one little, little uh, like, stand that had a bunch of toys all over the place or whatever, and I always went to that one. This one time, right across from that toy stand, there they had this blue tarp surrounding the whole thing. So it was like all it was a hot day, and it was blue on the inside. And like reflect, the sun reflected through, and it was blue. It was like an Indiana Jones scene. Like I was walking around, and I look over, and it's just like, like the beginning of Aladdin. Clean. It was like it was dude. It was dark. There was like toys or like figurines and stuff like that. And I was like, what the hell is that? And so I walk over right. And I'm looking around, and it's, like, these, like, weird toys or whatever. And the guy says, do you know what those are? And I'm like, no. It's like, it's like that's Star Wars and, and Star Trek. And I didn't give a shit about Star Trek. But hey, hey, Star Wars. Hey, 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 <laughs> <don't> go, bro. But then I saw, like, the, the like, lightsabers and all that other stuff. I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, what's this? And then. It's like, oh, that's Star Wars. That's uh, that's the Millennium Falcon, and this is this, this that, and then uh, they were all super expensive for some reason. And I was like, why are these so expensive? He's like, oh, because they're collectible, whatever. Anyways, I was a kid, I didn't care. I was like, oh, it's so cool. He's like, but uh, he's like, he's like, I've never watched. And he's like, you do you ever watch the movies? Your parents ever show them? I'm like, no, I've never even heard of them, but till today. And they're like, oh, you need to watch those movies. He's like, he's like, look, and then he pulls out these this box set of all three movies in VHS and it's like a new hope, you know, and whatever. Right. He's like, you need to watch these movies. And he's like, I'll give them to you for 10, like for 10 bucks. And I'm like, I only got eight. And then he goes like, he's like, go ask your dad. Joey was already hustling. He was like, I only got eight. He really had 12. Yeah. No, I had eight bucks. And then, so I asked my dad and I'm like, Oh dad, I really, he's like, well, what do you like? What do you, what do you want? And he, I called him over. He walked in and he was like, Oh, that's cool. He's like, these are expensive. He's like, no, I want the movies. He's like, he's like, well, you have money. And he's like, I'm like, I'm $2 short. And he's all like, oh, you can't give it to him for eight bucks? And then, like, my dad started haggling, and he's like, no, sorry. Like, I'm, I already dropped it down for him. Like, these are expensive, you know? Back then, VHS types they were... They were expensive. Yeah. <clears throat> I think they were, like, 100 bucks. Was, uh, yeah. That they mentioned in the last... Yeah, uh, like, Black Black Yeah, <laughs> and so, like, <laughs> for a box set to be 10 bucks, it was a lot. And he's all like, he's like, do you, he's like, do you really want to want these movies? Like, my dad asked me, do you really want these movies? Like, think about it. Like, this is... If I give you those two bucks, that's it. You're not getting anything else. No candy, nothing. Like don't don't bother asking. And I said yes. And then he's like, all right. And then he hands them over. He's like, oh, be careful. Like, and I'm like, yeah. And then I take them. I carry them around all day. <laughs> As Joey's walking away, the guy just disappears. <laughs> the whole tarpener. Yeah, the whole tarpener's gone. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. I thought you were gonna say like he was wearing a cloak and his cloak just fell. <laughs> like Obi Wan or something. That's actually better though. <laughs> No, so pretty much I take them home. I'm really excited. I put it in, and I loved it. I loved it. I, I watched The New Hope. I loved it. It was like the – for me, it was like there's, like, monsters. There's fights. There's, like, pew, 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 you know, spaceships flying yeah. all over the place. It was amazing. I was like, uh, fuck, I think I want to say I was, like, 10 or maybe younger. 
and like i was like oh my god this is such a cool movie and like i popped in the next one and i'm like oh my god that's so cool and then um then i put in return of the jedi and they're in the sand pit or whatever and then all of a sudden it skips. Oh! I had no idea what Star happens. Trek, Star Trek starts playing. No. <laughs> Star Trek. God. I'm like, what the hell happened? No, and it's funny where it cut. It was like the moment where it was like, where they're like looking at each other. Like, doom, doom, doom. They're all just like shaking their heads, like oh. nodding at each other. Like, like, like something was about to happen. Yeah. He, and then like, he's like walking out and then it just cuts. And then like, they're... They're already like somewhere else. I forgot, and I was like, "Whoa! Like, like what happened? They're already in space or something." Yeah. And then I was like, "I'm so confused." Oh no, there were there were like uh, Han and Leia were like by the bunker or whatever, like shooting at. at oh the, damn! Like, they the, all the way to the end. Yeah, to the end they of the movie. They were already in the forest. Oh, they were in the forest with the little Ewoks. Ewoks, and I was like, "Oh, like I think." I think there's something wrong. I showed my dad. And he's like, oh, "That's why it was ten bucks." But he was like, "At least you got two of them." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, but, but what? Like, what? Yeah, what happens?" He's like, "He's like, oh, a whole bunch of other stuff happens." Like he, he's like, <laughs> he meet, he's like, <laughs> he's, he's like, like he meets back with uh, Yoda and stuff. He's like, eh, we'll buy it later on," and I never bought it later on. And, uh, and to this day, Joey has never seen the middle of Return <laughs> yeah. of the Jedi. No, I ended up buying the Blu-rays and whatever. Yeah. And then, uh, do you not, still have those uh, VHSs? I have, uh, I have the A New Hope, which is the first one I watched, and you know what's it's crazy? the first one I owned, and I still have it to this day. You know, that's and probably, you've probably seen it. Uh, that's probably room. super expensive. It uh, probably doesn't even work, bro. It doesn't yeah. even work. I don't. Th- I don't think so. I watched it so many times. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that movie so many times because well, because. That movie has the VHSs of Star Wars all ha- are untouched and unedited by George Lucas after he made all his money. So it has all the original puppeteering, and people always want that version of that movie. Yeah. So if you still have that copy, you have one of the like the most expensive versions of Star Wars ever. It's probably ra- it's an, I know I've seen it, and it's like in a box somewhere. I mean, it's probably pirated, regardless. But still, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not pirated. I I, wa- I remember watching it again as like a teenager, uh-huh. and then I was like, oh, because I showed it to my brothers, I think, and uh-huh. then they, and then they were like, it's scratched, and I'm like, yeah, it's <laughs> scratched, bro. It's not a DVD, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Now when well, I watched they, it, they were used to the DVDs. Yeah, no, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Get out yeah. here. This is tape. <laughs> but yeah, but speaking of like really f- like favorite movies let's get into our topic of today yeah the topic today is brought to you by angelo (laughs) because angelo decided couldn't come up with anything so joey threw out three different ones and angelo (laughs) decided let's do favorite movies (laughs) which is kind of like this is also a redux on the best friends podcast the very first episode episode zero which if you didn't listen to you're never gonna listen to it again because we deleted it it's gone oh did you really delete it yeah it's oh i mean i still have a copy it's there Angelo break and everything. That's Angelo actually had the very first guest appearance on the podcast. He was behind the scenes, like <laughs> cooking <laughs> and cleaning. Yeah, he's like, "Well, you guys are recording. I'm gonna start making a sandwich, <laughs> <laughs> moving pots and pans and stuff." My bad. <laughs> started, like Tarzan, like that. <laughs> it turned into the cantina. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we were gonna talk about three movies today, which is the Shawshank Redemption. A Beautiful Mind and Grand Budapest, not necessarily in that order, 
But uh, if you want, here we go. Here's a, let's play a little mini game with a few listeners that we do have. Okay. If you if you regularly listen to this podcast and you know mine, Joey's uh, taste pretty well. Guess whose movies are whose? I'll give oh, you. Yeah. I'll give you like about maybe like a ten second wait to sit figure out whose is whose. All right. Boom, bam, Who boom, bam. chose the Shawshank Redemption? Boom, bam, boom, 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 bam, boom. Who chose? A Beautiful Mind. Who chose Grand Budapest Hotel? I feel like the audience will get this. Rest in peace, Alex Trebek. Rest in peace. <laughs> um, so, drum roll. I chose A Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. Angela, what did you choose? A Beautiful Mind. Joey? And I chose the Grand Budapest Hotel. So if you won, give us a call and I will send you a thumbs up on whatever you send you a picture of that VHS tape. And that's what you mean. You get to see Um But no, yeah, I mean like I just wanted I wanna say that even though I'm saying Shawshank is my favorite movie ever, I it's a struggle to say that because as much as I love Shawshank, there's a bunch of other movies I love. I love Goodwill yeah. Hunting. I think the writing is incredible in that movie, acting is incredible, Robin Williams. Again, rest in peace, man. Um, and I love Clerks as much as I love any other movie, I think. Yeah. Um, so, like, top three, those are definitely my top three. We've never actually discussed them, so that's one thing. Angelo, you say A Beautiful Mind is your favorite movie. Uh, and I don't believe this. I think it's one of his favorite movies. One one of my... It's it's top there. What? I, <sighs> See, my guess as to what your favorite movie is, is literally Me, Joe Black. Yeah, that's one of my favorite movies, too. But the it's amount funny, of times for me, I think of like, I think of two movies, which they it's uh the oh my god the Benjamin Button one. Curious yeah. case of Benjamin Button. Yeah. Curious also, case of, Brad Pitt. I think Angela just Pitt. has a thing for Brad Pitt. And true, true. I do. The other one that I think he likes or that he loves is the Zodiac. I do love the Zodiac. We all love the <laughs> Zodiac. Yeah. I think that's yeah. collectively. I do love the, no, but the, he yo, don't, even, don't even get started. Yeah, <laughs> Tony loves the Zodiac. I know. Like, I mean, it's one of the few movies that's really long yeah. that you'll watch. Over and, and over really and over enough, again. You guys both pick really long movies. And uh, I want to ask you guys right now, before mm-hmm. we look up anything. Yeah. I've already looked this up. Which one was longer? I know it's not at the Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah. Well, let's say, one of you two picked the longer Ooh. movie. I'm going to go with mine. Okay. We don't got this kind of time, Angelo. It's probably yours. <laughs> yeah, yours yeah. is longer. By how much? Um, how many minutes? I'm going to go by 10 minutes. Okay. I'm going to go by 15 minutes. <laughs> oh, damn. No. Beautiful Mind, two hours and 15 minutes. Shawshank Redemption, two hours and 22 minutes. What so, was it? Oh, barely. 22 hours and 22 minutes 7 minutes 7 minutes damn yeah. we both lost stupid yeah. prices right rule <laughs> yeah dude I was like yo you guys both picked like really long movies it's cause they're incredible yeah now I could have picked a long movie but I didn't want to do that I didn't want <laughs> we're we'll watching 3 this week oh, I, I already watched a 4 hour movie I, I don't want to watch that's the funny thing Angelo literally mentioned was talking about this right before the podcast he's like oh I watched it it was a long time watching these movies yeah. <laughs> and I was like yeah we gotta do this every week yeah I know man but yeah, go ahead when they're when they're good when they're made well and they're long movies it doesn't feel like it. no i will say I, at least initially the first time you watch it right when for you're sure still, yeah, like, yeah, yeah when you're really into the movies you're like 
hmm, and you're like, whoa. And when you reflect, reflect back or watch your game, like, holy crap. It's like Wolf of long. Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street yeah. is like almost three, three hours, hours long. long. Yeah. And that movie is incredible. Yeah. I still haven't. I've only watched it once, and I think I'm only going to ever watch it once. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> it's a great uh, movie, though. I was going to say, uh, A Beautiful Mind zipped right through it, dude. Zipped right through it. I was, it was, I was enthralled with the story. I loved it. Shawshank Redemption fell asleep. I'll tell you where I fell asleep. <laughs> fell asleep when he's already in the prison, and uh, I'm starting to forget. But well, I think I mentioned it. To yeah, George. I think it was right before, right when he gets the Rita Hayworth picture. Yeah, like he's he's already in the in, he's already working at the library. I remember that. Oh, that's what you said. He was about to do his taxes. He was yeah, he was, t- it was yeah, tax season. He was tax season. He was just starting to do the taxes for everybody, which is actually a mistake in the movie. They messed up. Why? Because <laughs> they said that they were doing taxes in April. But mm. at that time, tax season actually ended in March. Really? Wow. Yeah, so they messed that up. Holy shit. I mean, I guess we're talking about that right now. We might as well just continue talking about Shawshank <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. No, so, like, I honestly, I fell asleep because I had watched it over quarantine with Wendy for the first time. Wendy's my girlfriend, by the way. People don't know. Was that the first time she ever watched it? First time she ever watched it, and I was there for it. I was there for every reaction. Yeah, that's actually pretty cool. It was cool because it was nice seeing someone's reaction. Be like, oh, oh my god! Oh Joey's my god. not even yeah. watching the screen. He's just watching I'm Wendy. Like, no, I was watching it, but I would like glance over on stuff that I knew was about to happen. I'm jelly. It's like, and she was like, "Is he about to get raped?" And I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's like, "Why are you smiling?" I'm like, "Because like, the way you reacted." <laughs> yeah. That's literally how Danielle reacted too. Yeah. It's like oh. she never actually has seen the whole thing. Like she's seen it. She's seen parts of it in Grouse class, but she's never watched it like from beginning to end. Yeah. I think she's only ever watched like thirty or forty minutes of the movie. So shout out to Grau who shows this movie every year to his students because of how great it is. By the yeah. way, guys, next time you guys do something like that. Take a picture of their faces and send it to me. No, it's, 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 people, <laughs> it's, not, the same. it's not the same. Because then if I'm just like, uh, like she's like, what are you doing? Like, she, her reaction oh, will be yeah, genuine. Okay. Angela's going to be like, FaceTime me, bro. <laughs> I have to do it from the very beginning and then hope that <laughs> that, that, that my battery doesn't die. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Well, no, like Danielle was the same way. Like yeah. right at that part, she was just like, she like reached over, grabbed my hand and started squeezing the life yeah. out of it. Cause she's like, she knows it's gonna happen, and I yeah. know it's gonna happen. And she's just like, I hate you, George. You always do this to me. Why are your movies always so intense? The yeah. initially, when I want to say the first time you watch it, that scene, it's something inside you is like, fight, fight. Yeah. But yeah. you kind of know, like, mm-hmm. what, what, what can he, what's gonna, like, there's no other escape room. There's nobody yeah. there besides the, the people that are gonna do that. Right. You and know? they prove it time and time again yeah. that nobody cares about the prisoners in that movie. Yeah. Like it's flare like flat out told over and over. No mm. one gives a shit about you. Yeah. And then um but and then at the end of it Wendy was like, You didn't tell me it was gonna be a friendship movie. I'm like, I guess I never really thought about it like that. Oh, it's like cause she was like, These guys are like best friends. Yep. Like, they they yeah. they went through a hardship. Which is why I told you, like I almost wanted to choose it for the best friends episode because yeah. I'm like Red and Andy are like die hard best friends from yeah. like beginning to end. Like, I, don't, yeah. I don't ever feel like like that's a kind of <clears> friendship that I think us three have in the sense is that like we'll pretty much go anywhere and do anything for each other if we have to you know what's the other part i almost fell asleep with? <laughs> the the brooks part where he's like he sends the letter and you're oh yeah, yeah yeah i mean it's a really sad scene but if you're watching in the middle of the night you're like mm, i mean just die already, <laughs> just die already. <laughs> <laughs> that, i think the reason why you guys is that tone of where it's like kind of like quiet it's quiet mm-hmm. it's yeah. like super like 
a little dramatic, man. It's like, like if it's at the end of his life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you feel it come, you're like, oh, man. Yeah, like, they, they, they do so much. They do, do, do. <laughs> they do so much in this movie. Like, a lot of, like, subtle things that are, like, if you watch it once, you're like, oh, wow, that movie was great. Then you watch it again, you're like, ah, oh, it's still good. And then if you actually end up enjoying the movie and you're, like, really focus on it, there's so much little things in it. Um Ironically, this is the second time I was trying to record this podcast. Last time, Angela had to leave suddenly, so this is a redo. Um, but I was talking to Joey afterwards, and it's like, it's crazy how much religion there is in this movie. Like, yeah. the whole movie is a religious story. Yeah. Because, like, it, they bring you into the prison, like, naked as the day as you're born. That's what yeah. Red immediately says. Yeah. And, like, the warden is essentially the preacher he's the priest of the whole prison yeah and he's there to conduct sermons and make sure that his flock is like following the rules that he thinks are best you know and completely wrong a lot of times because he's a fucking asshole um excuse the language (laughs) but like there's so much subtlety you know and even in the sense that like spoilers if you haven't watched this movie that came out what 20 30 years ago at this point now yeah. um I, he, there's it's a prison break movie yeah. so like that whole like him crawling through the through that hole he made crawling through the tunnel is literally him like exiting the womb and being born again and that's like the whole thing of the whole movie and like oh, he like is and even red says it, like he came out cleaner than he did on the other end because like he's washed of all of his sins he never committed anything he followed the rules as best as he could and now he gets to live his life the best he can you know and it's a great movie there's so much like details like small little details like that that like you kind of don't notice the first time um i don't know i i wrote a few things down but uh, you guys can talk the by the way anytime morgan freeman is gonna narrate something yeah you know that's just gonna be dope bro <laughs> yeah this was his first job narrating no way yeah. yeah yeah he this is the first time they ever asked him to narrate and this is be the reason that he narrates everything like to mm-hmm. a certain extent he's like without shout without shout shake i don't think i would have had a career well dude i mean he does <laughs> no, that for the Olympics. He a couple, <laughs> no he did he did yeah. that's what he said the yeah. atm commercial for the olympics he wouldn't have kept having a career especially mm-hmm. just voice over i mean he, he did march of the penguins i've literally watched uh, march true. of the penguins I've seen just because mm-hmm. morgan freeman does the freaking <laughs> uh the, the track where i can't think of the word, narration but i mean there's movie's great like it's so well done um one of the little tidbits is crazy i read an article because obviously like google tracks everything we do so they knew i was searching shawshank so they're like hey did you know (laughs) um stephen king apparently has to argue with uh, with readers of his uh, with with people who love the movie so much because they don't believe that he wrote the book are you serious? <laughs> yeah, they don't believe that he wrote it. They just argue with him like, no, you didn't write that. <laughs> like, that wasn't you. That's a movie. And he's like, no, I, I wrote it. Uh, yeah. Which is based, all, ironically, all three of our movies are based on books. And, oh, dang. And based on friendships. <gasps> it's almost like if we planned it. Yeah. <laughs> but we didn't. Just, if you've listened to any of our podcasts, you know damn well we don't plan shit. <laughs> I didn't but think yeah, about that. Holy crap. It's weird like how Stephen King has like these movies that are like he has those scary movies, which is cool. That I like I really like those. But then he also has like like these Shawshank Redemption. Friendship movies. Great Green Mile. Yeah. Which came out right after Shawshank. Yeah. Green Mile? Mm-hmm. Mm. And then uh what's another one that where it's like has nothing to do with like fear? Um mm. Gerald's game, I guess. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, you're kind of afraid. You're know, <laughs> trapped on a bed. What's the nowhere. one with the young kids? They got what? the leech on. Oh, Stand by Me. Oh, Stand, Stand by, by Me. Yeah, that's yeah. your point. It's another and one where it's about an, it. Yeah, and it's one of those movies that he has these like, like books also that like have nothing to do with like fear, but like 
are more like uh what's it called grounded and like kind of like in reality i mean well, he he does a there's no a good, that prison didn't exist and, he does a good but, job with the characters dude just like making yeah. characters and just mm-hmm. i don't know he's really good i at mean that. he's just be it the alcohol or the lack of alcohol depending on what <laughs> time period of stephen king book you're reading yeah like he's incredible at being able to create he's he's a world builder as yeah. much as he is a character builder and like credit where credit's due like he created a cinema he created a universe before most universes were even created like all of his books exist in the same place like if you ever get a chance watch uh castle rock on hulu like you'll see all these crazy connections to everything in these movies there's even a few connections to um to stand by me in this movie oh really yeah the river that they actually get the leeches in yeah um is the same river that's right next to um the prison to the prison whoa and they throw that in there there's a few other little details that they mention i think like the lawyer or somebody else in in the movie comes out in a, one of the other movies as well, and like it's all interconnected, and that's one of the big things about Stephen King novels. What did you guys like most about the movie? Uh, most about the movie? Yes. Damn. That's... I mean, it's tough. I mean, it's my favorite movie, so I like everything. Yeah. But like everything. Okay. I mean, I really like, do love everything about this movie. Everything. I mean. I'm just kidding. I don't really no. I'm like I'm actually trying to you bring up a good point. Do I really love everything? I don't think there's anything I don't like about this movie. To be mm-hmm. honest, I like I know that it's long and I know that it's it can be kind of stale and slow, but the pacing that's so well done, it's it, it feels well done to me because it's like obviously this dude's spending nearly twenty years yeah. or thirty years in in jail. Like, yeah. dude, it's been in there forever. Like, it's supposed to feel like it's taking forever. So that's really well done. I think Frank Darabont, the director of the movie, did an yeah. incredible job at like being able to like do his shots angled correctly. Everything is really well done. The music cues in the movie are really well. Like the music, the soundtrack is really powerful in this movie. Um, yeah. Or the score, I should yeah. say. Um, there's a really good scene that I even like. That's like extremely subtle. It's the moment that Andy is walking into the prison. Um, they lift the camera upwards and they they show you the entrance and they show you the facade of the prison and it's like. It's like a church, and that just goes in more. And I'm not even religious, mind you, but like, um, it it's crazy because like I've been to giant churches in Europe and or whatever, and it feels the exact kind of way when you're standing in front of something. It feels like the Sistine Chapel of how like overwhelmingly huge this is. And I and like I love the small little details. Like there's a little detail about like how everything inside within the prison looks old, decrepit, but then as soon as you get past the the fences. Everything is green. There's like literally a forest right next to the the prison, but everything in the prison is dead. Mm-hmm. Like there's not a single yeah, that's a good point. grass of blade, and it goes to the whole like idea of like the grass is always greener, and it's like of course outside of prison everything's always greener, so it looks that way. And it's like small little details like that that are incredible to me. Did you know he almost didn't direct it? Frank no, Grant, I didn't know. That. It was gonna be uh Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner oh, offered wow. Frank Der Darabana Darabont Darabont. Mm-hmm. Uh, two point five million dollars for the, for the rights to the script. Oh damn! Yeah, so so Rob Reiner could direct it, and he <laughs> was gonna cast Harrison Ford and Tom Cruise to play Red and Andy. Mm, interesting. Completely I mean, different movie, right? But, very different. And then, cause in the book, Red is white. He's a white Irish dude. Yeah. And mm. then that they kept that line in that he's <laughs> Irish. Oh, yeah. He's like maybe oh, it's because I'm Irish. Yeah. He's like no, it's because last. Line. Okay. Yeah, and his last name is also Redding. Yeah. Like, like also just because his last name was Redding, Red. Yeah. But yeah. And, and then um but yeah, anyways, so 
What was I say? Oh yeah, so it was almost directed by Rob Reiner. So it's funny that you mentioned like the director. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, Rob Reiner did a few movies that I I do like. I just can't think of them off the top of my head. He's one Rob of the, Reiner. Yeah, When Harry Met Sally, one of my uh, favorite movies. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Movie. I didn't pick it because mm, I don't know. I wasn't in the mood to watch <laughs> When Harry Met Sally. I think my favorite thing about um, the movie is how it's able to like kind of put change your perspective. Mm-hmm. Because I mean they're com- like they're convicted felons. Yep. Right, and they're able to change. Like, th- I don't think anybody can argue this, but when you watch the movie and you see Red, um, and you know he's been there for a while and he's up for like what is it probation? Yeah. Right. And there's a part of you that like, come on, come on, like get the probation, pro. Yeah. But see that you and then he you go through the motions of why is he in there in the first like why is he in jail? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you're you're forgetting that he he committed a murder. Yeah. Throughout the movie, you're yeah. like, oh, and you're 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 kind of hoping yeah. towards the end. You're like, oh, please get yeah. free and get free. And then it, it's kind of a it's an interesting notion. Yeah, and that's what's the that whole, word? The whole <laughs> scene where you're, I don't know where, what that means. Yeah, exactly. And that's that, that's like so pivotal, dude. Because you're like you're hoping for him to come out, but then you're you're kind of I don't know. You're watching the psychological change in yeah. him yeah. throughout the whole thing, and it's and it's kind of it began with Andy. You know, so it's it's mm-hmm. like it's he's progressing throughout the movie, mm-hmm. and then Andy's also changing throughout the movie, and it's all they're. I mean, they kind of he went through shit too, but he went through his <laughs> own literal shit. shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, that's my favorite thing for the movie, man. For me, it was how how well it was written, the yeah. speeches, everything, the way yeah. the dialogue is done. It's a really good point. Even uh, because I'm assuming they the script usually has action in like action written. I'm pretty sure it was very detailed in how, because it's the same uh, writer and director, uh, or I guess script writer and director, or screenwriter. I bet he had to not only go off the book, but like kind of add some action there. Mm. Like we were like, you know, you or something look, actually happens. Yeah, which goes into my next question: What was the least thing you liked about the movie? And this was the least thing I liked. I did not like Tim Robbins's performance. Wow, really? Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, and it's it's not Tim Robbins's fault, really. It was also kind of because, like, he chose on how to play the character, which is quiet, kept to himself, which fits in with the story, right? But, like, I also didn't see him, like, he plays around very little, but he, other than that, he doesn't really change at all. Like, prison, does, prison doesn't change him. You're saying he came back a new person, but... I didn't really see him as a new person. He's just the same guy. He's just busted out of jail. like, And he's a little bit happier because he's like, oh, I, I appreciate life a little bit more. And uh, he, he didn't commit murder. I mean, I don't know. It's like uh, for Red, he had such a big transformation. He killed somebody. Mm-hmm. And at the end, you're like, just like how you said, like, oh, dude, like, I want this guy to come out because I see how much he's changed like as a person. And, mm-hmm. you know, he... Uh, he re- you can tell that he really and like what's it called you see him when he when he finally gets out and he's actually putting in the hard work he's a changed dude you know he's going by the rules he's not trying to break no laws nothing he's mm-hmm. like a changed guy and and you kind of see him like being beaten down by the the world and you're like no man you got to tough it out you kind of ruined for him Tim Robinson's character, I rooted for him. I, I guess I rooted for him more the first time I watched it. This time around, I was like, kind of like, just, my, come on. Like, just get raped. Or, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I was like. <laughs> that was messed up. <laughs> no, no, no. I, 
and that's why I was I'm making the joke because I'm like obviously I did feel something for him. It like like he got raped in prison. That sucks. Like I'm sure it happens to a lot of people in, in the justice system, uh, criminal justice system, and it, it's very. I bet that changes you. But I didn't see that in Tim Robinson's performance. I I just saw him like yeah maybe he got maybe a little angrier and maybe, a, but he was very quiet still and like doesn't really doesn't really evolve for me at least not that much not not in not as much as i would like but then like, like him to i would ask the question that then who's the main person in the movie then is it andy or is it the prison red the prison the prison that's that's the... what connects everybody hmm. it's the villain and it's the main character it's the one that ch- causes the change in everybody, and that's what the main character does. The main character causes change around those those around him. So essentially, the prison is the main character because it can change the every it changes everybody's perspective on everything. And that's why like I don't totally agree with you with the whole Tim Robbins like performance. I think his performance is great, especially because if you watch other movies that he does, mm-hmm. Tim Robbins like emotes and he's like very. He's very much a dramatic actor and he can make people like cry and he can make himself cry and he can do a lot of things. And I think that kind of proves how good of an actor he is in this movie because Andy is stoic. Yeah, and he, yeah he, even Red says it in the movie. Yeah, he says they, it in the movie, right? Yeah. And that's the thing is like you got to remember who Andy was before he gets into the prison because Andy before the prison, he, he was just a banker. He kind of just followed the rules, did yeah. nothing wrong. He tried to do the best he could with his wife. His wife cheats on him and he gets broken down. What happens? He ends up drinking a lot. He's about to make the biggest mistake of his life. He goes in. He screams at his wife. He leaves, takes off, throws the gun in the water, and that's the end, right? And that's one of the things. I I don't know if anybody even really has the conversation of whether or not did Andy do it? Did Andy not do it? And that's maybe a question we can I can ask you. Do you think Andy actually murdered his wife or do you think? Oh, that's an awesome question. No. You don't think he did? No, we find out he doesn't. Right, but can we trust that dude? Because it's the same thing. Like even <laughs> Joey shakes his head. Yes, yes, you could trust a criminal who lies. Yes. <laughs> well, like yeah, I mean, I don't think he did it, and I, I also agree. I don't think he did it. There's too much evidence, not too much evidence, but there's too much, too much of Andy that we see that makes me believe he doesn't. He wouldn't be the kind of person to murder someone. But who knows? Yeah. My reasoning that he doesn't murder something is something very subtle that I think I only watched after like four times after watching this movie is like he's drinking in the car when he makes the mistake. When he's in prison, he asks they ask him like, oh, do you drink alcohol or whatever? And he goes, no, nah, yeah. I, I don't touch that stuff. Yeah. And that's the thing is like he knows that alcohol ruined him. And that's the thing that like caused this mistake. And if he never did that, he wouldn't be in the trouble that he is right now. He wouldn't be in prison. And I thought that was like a little interesting thing. And I think the way he changes is that he's not stoic anymore. He goes after what he wants. And that's why he goes to Zay Wanahato to go and build this whole like his boat and do everything he can't possibly do there. Not just because like he appreciates life more, but more because he's willing to do what it takes to get the job done, which is something pre-jail Andy would never have done. Mm. Uh, And I think I think that's a problem with the script. Mm. Is that you don't, they don't do a good enough job showing you who Andy is and showing you how he changes. Because it is, it is something that is super subtle. It's very, very subtle. And like, honestly, maybe I'm reaching, but like, you can kind of tell it's there, but not to an extent where like any viewer watching it on the first time goes like, oh, he changed. No, he looks kind of the same. Like, if anything, he's more of a criminal now because he just 
freaking did all this like tax breaks and shit for this evil yeah. villain. Well, that he mentions that in the movie too. He's like, it wasn't until I actually got into prison where essentially he became like an actual criminal, right? Exactly. Like, it wasn't until I got here, and so that's when I became a criminal. Exactly. So I mean, there's, I mean, I I think there's the subtle changes mm-hmm. you can see. I mean, and that's the thing about that's the thing about good movies is that like it causes a conversation and it causes you to yeah. consider what happened, you know. So that's one of the crazy things. And I and I liked Tim Robbins as an actor, by the way. He's cool, and apparently we're almost the same height, yeah. <laughs> which they have to hide in the movie. About. So what did what didn't you guys like what about the movie? I mean, it's my favorite movie. I, I don't, there's not nothing. Nah, what about you, much. Angela? What I didn't like about the movie, I wish. They would have showed more of. Stay in front of the mic, dude. I wish they would have showed more of, like, I guess the the whole. Okay, there's a scene where Andy plays a recorder, and everybody's kind of looking. There's a scene where they're sharing a beer on top of a roof. Yeah, I wish you kind of would have showed those. I guess more emotional scenes. Oh, like showing the humanity of prisoners. Yeah, yeah. In I mean. Because that goes back to what I said. I like the whole part where I guess you can see Morgan. You're you're rooting for for Morgan Freeman's character, right? In a red, and and you you can see the changes in him. So I mm-hmm. wish, I guess you can because that kind of gets you more hooked onto the characters. You're like, right? It gets you more into the emotions of the character. It gets you more emotionally True. invested in it. Mm-hmm. And I wish it would have showed like the different scenes like that, or gets more intense. Right. Those those scenes are awesome. Right. 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 Well, good answer. A good, good, <laughs> answer, answer, good, answer. good answer. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> All right. Well, beautiful mind. Yeah, we can talk about beautiful mind. Oh yeah. Now let's talk about what you liked the most, which is a beautiful mind, which came out in two thousand one. If you haven't seen this movie, there is a bit of a twist halfway through the movie. Now that you know there's a twist, it's I don't on know Peacock if for you free really, right now. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know if you really want to watch it now, but anyways, there's a twist. There is going to be some spoilers. Also, keep in mind, like one, this movie came out a long time ago. Two. This is based on a true story. Three, if you look into history of mathematics, you'll find Steve Nash and know everything yeah. there is about him. So it's not much of a... Isn't it John Nash? I, I, I said the freaking ba- the basketball player, Steve <laughs> Nash. <laughs> Steve, Steve Nash is like, I don't have schizophrenia. <laughs> <laughs> or do I? But, uh, or do I? <laughs> Maybe I'm imagining this podcast. So uh, uh, one of the things that I read about this movie, though, is that he didn't actually see anybody. Like He didn't have any illusions, but it was all auditory. Oh, oh really? Yeah. That's even that, more of a trip. Yeah, so he heard voices. He didn't Damn. actually see anybody. So that changes a lot about this movie. So I I read that before I watched the movie and I was like, huh. I don't think this uh I don't think this scene would exist if it, or like <laughs> no, this, but, it mean, wouldn't have made it as uh, you, such a big mystery, huh? But you it's it's really hard to portray that Oh yeah, no, of yeah, course. So I think they ha- they I think that you have to show the people that are not there. Yeah. It's definitely, yeah. I think it's something that you can easily do in a book since it was made on a book that you can't do on a movie. It's no, one of those no. things. It's like, we'll get into it when we talk about Joey's favorite movie, Grand Budapest Hotel, but like narration isn't something that we can easily do in movies. Ironically, two of our movies do have narrations. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it, it's tough, you know, it's harder to do. I, one thing I want to bring up is all three of these movies were nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars and only Beautiful Mind won, which is a huge trip. Um, but if you look at the, if you look at the the other movies that were nominated, you can kind of tell why it won because the <laughs> other ones were kind of shit. 
Uh, mine and Joey's movies were had really good competition. All right, I got I got a good trivia question for you, Angelo. So Russell Crowe comes out in this movie, right? Yeah. He is known as like at this time. This was the height of his career, like legit height of his career. Three movies that he was in, like three years in a row, they were nominated for um best for, for best picture actor. and best actor. Um, and he was nominated for best actor, right? What were those three movies? Yeah. Um, He's like, so obviously this one. There's okay. Gladiator. I think I mentioned it last time. Gladiator. And the third one. Come on. 1999. Have you guys mentioned it last time? Yeah, I can't. I, said it. Yeah, I, can't I don't read. even know the movie. I'm not going to. I'm, I'm not going to say the last one because I don't know the last one. But it has to be Gladiator for sure. The The Insider. The Insider? <laughs> Yeah, you should. Okay. I wish we were doing. I wish we were doing video because you could have seen the the sadness of Angelo's face. Of like, either damn, I knew that, or damn, I've never heard of that movie. <laughs> okay, of those three movies, which one won? Uh, oh, well, well, fine. Which one did he win uh, best uh, actor for? Uh, Jesus, oh, probably. I want to see the Gladiator. Fuck it. Yeah. yeah, I mean that performance Come was incredible. On. Yeah, that movie's. But I guess the insider also won like best. Uh... Yeah, here we go. I'm trying to find out if it won for best picture or not. Um, the crazy thing about that is like. Oh no, I didn't. I said this last time in the first recording, but we're doing this again. So, um, the year that Beautiful Mind was nominated and Russell Crowe was nominated. Uh, Training Day, Denzel Washington was nominated for Best Actor. So if you've watched Training Day, you know 100% why he won. That movie was incredible. He he carried the whole movie. Poor Ethan Hawke couldn't even keep up with him. I mean, let's be honest. Dude. And it was Ethan Hawke, right? I'm not crazy. It was Ethan Hawke. I saw I, Eva was watching a movie earlier uh, with Ethan Hawke in it. Gattaca? And, no, 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 Gattaca. Gattaca's yep. a dope movie, yeah, but I've watched it too many times. Um no, Ethan Hawke was old. Like he looked old. He had like a belly and everything. I was like, "Yo, Ethan Hawke, what happened?" Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what movie it was though. Ethan Hawke is actually a good actor. Dude. Yeah, he did. He is. Yeah. yeah, Daybreakers is like a really underplayed movie of his. Um, it's about vampires and like the whole world is vampires and they're trying like they run into a cure and they're like, "Oh snap, this could save us or whatever." And it's a tripped out movie. It's really good, but no one watches it. And then. Um... Uh, so in a beautiful mind, also like uh, trying to bring it back to beautiful mind, <laughs> uh, he didn't want to like Im- like imitate uh, the real John Nash. He didn't want to. No, he didn't even want to meet him. But whoa! But he just showed up on set one day. I guess I understand that. And he, because he didn't want to be influenced like by him. Right. But he met him and he, and he's like, there's like you can tell when he was doing it a lot, but I guess. John Nash does something with his hands a lot. Like he he fidgets with his hands a lot. Huh. And if you watch it from the in they shot this movie like in sequence, so like from start to finish. Oh, oh damn! He really? starts fidgeting at one point. He's fidgeting in the very beginning of the movie, and uh, he does he does that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. He scratches his yeah. forehead. He scratches his forehead, and um, and uh, what's it called? So you see that a lot in the very first movie, in the very first part of the part of the movie and i'm like i bet that's when he met him like he just showed up that day and he's like oh that's a really good idea <laughs> but then i bet he like lost it later as the actor i feel because like mm. towards the end of that towards later on in the movie he he stops doing it as much maybe that's when he gets yeah i feel like i remember seeing that little like fidget like that little tick 
Mm-hmm. And then it doesn't really come up. You're right. It doesn't really, like, he doesn't really show it. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. That's what's so well done about the movie is, like, yeah. well, if you go into the movie, like, not listening to this podcast, yeah. and you watch the movie, you, like, that twist is good. Because, yeah. you know, there's a lot of movies that pretend to be, like, oh, there's a hallucination. And, like, there's people around them that can, like, be, like, what? What are you talking about? There's nobody there. Yeah. But in this movie, like, they do it so well that you can't even tell that there isn't a person there and there is a person there. Yeah. Like, it's really subtle, and I think it's done really, really great. I have a question for you guys. Mm. There's a certain scene where he mentions pigeons, and he's kind of doing, like, a mathematical equation because of the pigeons. Yeah. Yes. Do you think the pigeons are actually there? Oh. Uh, Just curious. You yeah, guys, I would think the, think pigeons the pigeons are, are there. Because yeah. Yeah, he mentions it. Is there's little little subtle twice. things? It comes up twice. Little little subtle things where it's it's. I think if you look at the characters that are real, you know, not mm-hmm. the ones made up in his head, obviously, but you can tell there's like, for example, there's a there's a scene where he's in a library and he's talking to his roommate, right? And then uh, Vision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he's talking to Vision. <laughs> he's talking to Vision, and then um, the if you look really closely, the person in the background. Uh, and the library is like, what the hell? Oh, yeah. but it's yeah, but it's 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 one of those things where the situation kind of can trigger that, like, oh, what the hell? But at the same time, you're like, that dude's not even there, you know? So right. it's like, what is the person in the library is you reacting to the person not being there, or mm-hmm. just him, like this whole situation? But there's little subtle things throughout the movie. You're like, oh, if you look back again, you're like, holy shit! Like, it it makes more sense, right. or you can you just catch him. It's yeah. one of those things. I, I feel like these these three movies all have something in common, and that's like the yeah. rewatchability of them is yeah. incredible. Because yeah. if you rewatch any of these, you'll catch something new every single time. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because like because we watched this movie this week, uh, I've been rewatching Brooklyn Nine Nine. So I've st- like I've watched it so many times now at this point that like I'm just watching it to like have something on the background. So when I'm watching it, I've stopped looking at who's talking, and I've looked at everyone behind them like i've gotten into this habit of just like i don't care about the character i'm just gonna look <laughs> at the extras and it's one of the few shows where extras actually like react to what's going on like in other things like with friends and how i met your mother and like a bunch of other shows and i've mentioned it i mentioned it in the podcast about uh, about the ultimate playlist of noise like they get into a screaming match and nobody around them cares it's mm-hmm. just like they're just eating their food but like in Brooklyn Line Nine and in this, like people react. Like you yeah. can see people go like, "What the hell?" And like, it's cool to to like realize that when either either it's a director's choice, a producer's choice, or or just like on set, that kind of friendliness is there to be like, "Yeah, you should react to what's going on because yeah. that's real life." Because how many of us are in a building? If I saw some dude talking to himself. You're going to tell me I'm just going to be like sitting there pretending like I don't know what the hell? I'm probably grab my phone and be like, text Joey, hey, dude, there's someone you're talking to. Yeah. No, but yeah, this movie just, I I haven't watched it in a long time. So when I was rewatching it, I was like, oh, wow. It's still hitting the same beats that it hit the first time I watched it. Like Mm -hmm. when when you're going through time with him and he's back in the school and they're making fun of him and how he's walking. I'm like, man, real deep. I was like, man, fuck those people. I hope those fools go to Shawshank prison. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, dude. And, and it's funny because like, I feel, uh, it, it made me really think about something, which was like, like, it's not until like, maybe like, it looks like the eighties or late seventies where like, there's actual n- nerds in school. Mm. and i feel like that's how i I bet that's how it was like because like in the 50s or 40s when he's in school 
the jocks or the nerds in Princeton. Oh, good point. Like, it seems that way, right? Yeah. And then slowly it, it turns, like, like jocks are just, like, football people, which is, like, was very prominent in, like, 60s and 70s. And, like, once you get to the late 70s, like, and then, like, those people were away from him. Like, there's no, there's, he's in, back in Princeton. Like, no one wants to listen to some old guy talk about, like, math. Maybe <laughs> 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 some random nerds in the library. Yeah. Like, and then if it's like, hey, you're John Nash. Like, no one else would have recognized no. him except for, like, one dude. And then he's like, oh, I have a theory or whatever. And then he like slowly regained his ability back to like society. Like right. he found his like group of people who were like, Oh yeah, I get this. Yeah. Who and understand not, him. Who understand. And it's funny. Cause like not until like way later that you see, like he's teaching a class and there's like, it's, it reminds me of like how it is now. Yeah. Like there are students now who like, not are, there are not necessarily nerds, but like, Oh, I have to take this class with this one professor. Mm-hmm. And, He's like, he's a nice old guy, though. <laughs> yeah, he's nice. He's, he's a schizophrenic. He's nice. He's a little weird, but like, he's, he's a nice dude. I like, like that scene, actually. That's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Like, I, I love our favorite line, like the, the stupefied, yeah. Yeah. petrified. Like, I love that line. It's fucking incredible. But I do love the line of he's teaching his class. The class gets out. Oh. And the dude goes, yeah. John Nash. And he goes, yeah, hi. And he goes, and he stops somebody and goes, hey. Do you see him? <laughs> and, yeah. and it's like, it's so subtle because either, it, it's funny because he's saying it as a joke, but he's yeah. also saying it in real life, like yeah. to be like cautious. And it's so incredible. It's so well done. And I love that scene so much because yeah. he has so much fun with it. And you could see the face like, because yeah, if someone is a schizophrenic who's extreme, who's a genius, like yeah. they'll probably have a little bit of fun with it. Like, come on. <laughs> or that scene where uh, the dude he hasn't seen the longest time. and he's with, Adam, to... with Adam Goldberg, the guy, yeah. the friend. And he goes he, visits and then he's like, like oh. there's my friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He goes, oh, oh, oh. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. And he goes, oh, God damn. Like, it's like, this movie does a really good job at show, showing and humanizing schizophrenia. Yeah. And, like, it shows you the good and it shows you the bad. Like, it shows you the good of, like, being able to have fun a little bit with people. But it also shows you the bad of, like, like screaming and not knowing and yeah. getting, like, hyper-focused on stuff. So, like, it, for the time it came out, because it came out 2004? 2001. 2001. Wow. Um, like, that's pretty, pretty well done for a movie that just at the turn of the millennia came out. Mm-hmm. to be able to do that we see movies now like that right now i mean like sound of metal is getting nominated for a bunch of different things now yeah and that movie like i told joey that movie would never have been able to come out back then yeah and this movie about schizophrenia has come out and like at a time where mental health was not a big thing and like yeah, people point. didn't yeah. really like didn't believe it didn't treat it just called people crazy I mean, that it's funny you mentioned that because that that's one of the reasons why i chose this as one of my more the favorite my favorite movie because uh-huh. I mean, if you look at all these movies, there's a nemesis, and the nemesis is always an external force. Ah. The majority of the times, uh-huh. right? It's always the weather. It can be an actual other person. It can be it, something's in your way. Like there's always the the physical external mm-hmm. nemesis you're you're fighting against, right? Yeah. right? But this this movie, it's himself. The it's yeah, <laughs> it's his actual him. It's his own mind. It's yeah. his, I guess, what he's battling. His nemesis. Mm-hmm. So I mean that's I mean that's I I think there's no greater nemesis because if I don't know man the joke is pretty dope <laughs> good point <laughs> good point good point <laughs> but I mean that I mean that's that's one of the hardest things to battle I mean yeah I mean yeah because you know it's it's 
it's really hard to show even like that's why one of my favorite movies is castaway yeah yeah you, you which know, is also one of my favorite <laughs> movies i mean that's the that's why you get so attached to freaking the, it's a volleyball dude yeah but you get attached to it uh, and it, i cried <laughs> i watched that movie in theaters too <laughs> and i love that movie that movie is beautiful <laughs> it's a great movie but i'm uh but uh, the reason why I chose A Beautiful Mind is just, I mean, that's an external battle he's having. It's crazy. I've never actually, like, considered that that, like, I never considered it in that way. Like, I do, I do when I watch movies and I watch TV and all that stuff, like, I do view it in how I read a book. Like, there's a climax, there's a villain, or there's, like, a protagonist and there's an antagonist and there's all these things. But, like, I never really, like, I know that the three main battles are, like, man versus environment, man versus man, and man versus himself. Yeah. But it never clicked. I don't think it ever really, like, hit me how hard, like, it is man versus himself the entire and time. And then... Wait, what was it? Man versus environment versus... I, man, man versus man. Man versus environment or, like, an external... Nature. Nature. There you go. Mm-hmm. And then man versus himself. But then there's... No. It's uh, man versus God. Sorry. I mean, I'm sure there's also man versus himself. But <laughs> it's man versus man. That's that's what they consider man versus man, and then man versus nature, and then man versus. I know because uh, I know. Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> uh, this I think this hits all all this movie hits all of them though. Um, in a way, the chemical imbalance in his brain, right? Man versus actual, you know, and then him versus his mind, and then. I don't know if there's a specific god. And his god complex. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Good point. Good point. <laughs> I was his talking ego. To, like, after, after you took off, I was talking to Joey. Like, that's one of the telltale signs in the beginning is like, Joey mentioned like, I don't know, in the beginning, John Nash is kind of just like a dick. And I don't like yeah. him. And I'm like, yeah, that's one of the telltale signs that you have schizophrenia. Is yeah. you, and I remember the phrase just right now. It's a delusion of grandeur. Yeah, uh, it is. And like, that's one of the first steps is like, they mistake genius for a delusion of grandeur yes. which is really just believing yourself to be a more higher and then therefore like you're more likely and more able to like believe that there's other people around yeah. you who can keep up with you this and it also has an external i guess thing too there's a uh, a beautiful scene in this movie where kind of sad actually where i guess sir he's lying in the bed and then the wife is trying to make love with him or she's trying to show if affection towards him oh, she yeah. goes in the bathroom and yeah. loses her shit yeah and then that's kind of it shows like the intensity of the i guess the point of you can understand what his wife is going through mm-hmm. just you know trying to care for an individual that has that sickness which is it's such a good job in the movie because it takes a tonal shift right because like up until the point yeah until you don't know that he has schizophrenia he's the main character and then the moment that he you kind of like viewer finds out that he has schizophrenia and the wife finds out that's the moment that we shift from him being the main character to yeah. her being the main character. Yeah. And then you see everything through her eyes and how you see how damaging the relationship really is. And then at the end, how he turns it back around when he finally realizes she never ages. And that, 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 that scene is so freaking good yeah. where he comes out and he's like, just like strung out and he right just hits the, the car. car and it's like pouring rain and he doesn't care and he's like I got it by the way I would have ran his ass over I yeah. mean <laughs> <laughs> you go that <laughs> I honestly want to know like how he was able to do it like in real life because it's all auditory so how can he tell which voices are real and which ones are not which that must be r- even more harder than like Good. something mm. that's illusion like an illusion if you're smart you're enough you're like I know that's not there like I that's my mind playing oh. tricks on me you know and uh, or maybe you don't, right? <laughs> maybe that maybe you're willing to dive into the delusions, but um, it, when it's auditory, if you really think about it, like that's really hard. Like it's just, even harder to like block it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like because it could be like where he 
it's the auditory where he like he hears the phone ring and like oh okay and then he answers it and, like, mm-hmm. and especially back then where you didn't see like on a screen like so and so is calling you back yeah. then you yeah, just had to pick up the phone that's a good point. you pick up the phone and it's like hey blah 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 and like yeah. you know oh what, what's up man and it's like oh that was my friend from college and you're just like oh yeah and like the point where she's like have you ever met him like had, has he ever come over for dinner was he at your wedding and he's like no he was just out of town you know like, it's, he was busy dog now that you, <laughs> he got a life he got now a life. that you mentioned that there there's a good scene kind of shows what you're talking about that scene where the uh, he goes he comes back in the house and then he's like who are you talking to and he's like the garbage man and he goes oh, the garbage man doesn't come out like at this time of day over yeah, here and night, he's like yeah. well i guess over here it does and then she <laughs> looks out the window and there's a garbage guy or there's yeah, there's yeah. A, the garbage guy just happens to pass by yeah. and they chuckle about it but yeah. i mean that's a, actually again a that's one of the beautiful parts of this movie is just like how it's like eh, that was crazy, <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> not this time maybe next time all right i got a trivia question for you both oh shit all right guys how many actors in this movie were in superhero movies and oh, can you name the movies that they were in Angelo kind of already ruined already it by one. saying one yeah vision vision um damn there's that many in this movie oh yeah. um okay the guy he sees the cia agent he's definitely in ed harris no no ed harris isn't anything he's not in that superhero movie. he comes out in westworld Great show, watch it. Yeah. He has No, he's not. I don't I I really don't know who 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 else. I'll give you the name of the movie to make okay, it easier. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hulk. Hulk. What in the hell, kitty? Two of the actors come out in it. What? Which Hulk? <laughs> the no, Hulk. no. Ed Banner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Edward, that, Ed, yeah. Edward Norton? No, no, Eric Banner. Eric Banner one. The original one, the giant green version of him. Okay, I don't think I can <laughs> like that makes any sense. Hmm. Um, no, dude, I don't know. Oh, the wife. Yeah, I can't Jennifer think of her Con- name right Jennifer now. Jennifer Colony. There you oh. go. Yeah, she's she's uh Betsy. Yeah, and then you mean my wife? And then also <laughs> the best friend in the movie, the the friend who well not the best friend. Oh, I guess he's kind of like a friend. Oh, the friend in the movie who becomes the dean. Oh, okay. He also comes out of the Hulk. He's the bad guy in the movie. Oh, that's right. Oh, wow. Yeah. Damn. I and, only watched that movie like and once. I'm really sad that Angela didn't get the last one. Which is the last one? Russell Crowe. Oh, that's right. He came out of Man of Steel. Jor-El, like, dog. Oh, my God. Damn. <laughs> Dumb messed up, dog. I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> See, if it was Are the you, other way wait. around, if you weren't here, Joey would be giving me shit. Like, yeah. I thought you love DC movies. But there's... <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? What other movie does it come out in? Um, Who? The CIA agent guy. Ed, Ed uh, Harris? Yes. <sighs> he comes out on a lot of things, but he doesn't come out in a superhero movie. Really? I I, he doesn't, dude. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Truman Show? Uh, Apollo 13? Frontera? Frontera. That's uh, a superhero. Gravity? He was Mission Control. Okay. Uh, Snowpiercer? Pain and gain. All right, you're right. <laughs> All right, so like, here's a little thing, right? Like that year, A Beautiful Mind won Best Picture. There's a movie called Godsford or Gosford Park that was nominated. Never even heard of that movie. There was a movie called In the Bedroom. Didn't ever heard of that movie. Uh, Moulin Rouge was nominated as Best Picture, which just to me mm. is like what? And then the other one, which I'm like. <laughs> 
All right, it was definitely between these two movies, Beautiful Mind and The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. Oh. And like that movie's great. It's great. Really long as well. Feels like two movies, but it, it didn't win. And I'm like, oh, wow. And Ron Howard won for uh, Best Director that year yeah, as well. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, Ron Howard's a great he's, actor. He's great. Great. He's amazing. That's all. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, Jennifer Connelly won Best Supporting Actress. Mm. Mm. That's, what, that's what, <laughs> by the way, if you're curious to know how Angela chooses his favorite movies, it's all based on the women in the movies. Hey. Yeah. Hey. It doesn't hurt to watch you. <laughs> like, for the, the main reason that he loves Meet Joe Black so much is because Claire, Claire Ferlani. He comes out in it. Yeah. That's the, the, I, I have no clue who that was. Until like I watched that movie. Oh really? I had never seen her in anything else, but somehow you remember her name. My other wife, man. She oh. just. She, <laughs> I feel like she just recently came out in something that I know. Oh, that's why she comes out in Mallrats. Oh. Yeah, that's why I know her really well. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, beautiful mind. What did you guys like the most about it? What did I like the most about it? Um, I think um, the dialogue. Yeah, I think here. dialogue in the movie was incredible. The very ending where he was giving the speech, that's probably one this of my, one's yeah. favorites. Yeah, I thought um, the directing was really well. Like I, I think so. I think in this movie, like the idea of like f- like tricking people into believing these characters are real mm-hmm. was not a great e- like it was. I'm sorry, not a great, not an easy uh, like plan or idea. It's like, oh, I have to convince everybody that that these people are real without actually having them be real. Like, and there's subtle clues. Like, there's only one bed in the in the dorm. Yeah. And, Whoa. Is... Yeah, and you don't even think about it because the 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 way it's angled, you only ever see it this mm-hmm. way. And there's maybe like once where like they move around, and there's yep. a bed. There's only one bed, and and you don't really think about it because you're so enthralled in what's going on. And I think it's a it's a directing choice. It was like, I'm just going to shoot it from this side or this other side, you know, keeping it away from the other side of the room. And then um, there's uh, there's a couple yeah. other like the aging dude. That's like hard. Well, that's makeup. Because in, the, <laughs> in the beginning, yeah. he uh, the roommate talks about essentially uh, his niece or something like that. Mm-hmm. But if you pay t- it, it, it's one of those things where you sh- like you should you should kind of be aware like. Why isn't this guy like getting older? Everybody's aging throughout the movie, but then, but but you really don't see them age. Like Russell Crowe, to from the beginning to like towards the middle, he doesn't really look like he's aged. He looks like slightly older, but it's something that like if you're not really paying attention, I don't think you'll notice. That's true. Yeah, and um, there's also like this thing where like these shots where like where uh, John Nash is at the height of his like mentality i've mentioned like directors do this before there's like there's usually there's a shot from below like looking up at him the hero shot the hero shot he's because that's how he's feeling and towards the and his lowest low delusions of grandeur mm-hmm. goes back. yeah you're looking at him down on a bed holy shit held down mm. and, and that's how that's when he's at his lowest and it's not until the very end of the movie where you see the hero shot again looking up at him that's giving actually his speech, awesome point yeah the movie's incredible. So man. that's why I think the the directing was very well made. Like it was, it's a very good move. Like it was shot very well, and I'm glad that to hear that he won best director because I wouldn't have known that. And Ron Howard, despite his like, like, like roll call of like movies, I mean, like lately, 
Like he he's had a couple of misses. I mean, he like if there's ever a director that should go down as like done everything, it should be Ron Howard because <laughs> this man has made so many movies that half the time you don't even realize he did, and it's yeah. like oh crap. Like I think we mentioned it once. Like he's like kind of almost like a chameleon. Like you don't he doesn't have a a particular style. Yeah, he's just. Did he do Back to the Future? No, 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 that was Robert Zemeckis. But uh, he also he did do Cinderella Man, which you mentioned yeah. at the top of the show, which and is I'll, incredible. Yeah, yeah and I, I was like, oh man, that's funny that you brought. And it's also with Russell Crowe. Yeah, it's also with Russell Crowe. And then he also great. did uh, a movie that it's not that popular as Solo, a Star Wars story. I thought it was actually pretty good. Oh I, yeah, I like that movie. A lot of people hate on it. A yeah. lot of you hate on it. It wasn't bad. It wasn't I feel like bad. people just love to hate on that movie. I feel like it's, I think that's just the thing right now is everybody loves to hate on Star Wars because it's not the original trilogy, and I get it. But yeah, at the same time, like, come it's on. a punching bag. It's easy. Yeah. I mean, but still, I, I I really think this movie is incredible. I think it's definitely up there on my list of movies. I kind of forget about it because I don't think I've watched it. As many times as as most, I think I maybe I have watched it a bunch on TV, but it's definitely a movie where like with Shawshank, if I'm if it comes up on television, I'm watching like either a scene or the whole movie. With Beautiful Mind, like it comes up and I'll be like, oh, it's on, and I'll just change it. But like it, watching it from start to finish, hands down, an incredible fucking movie. Yeah. Well, I think it's time to talk about. The Grand Budapest Hotel. <laughs> and I picked this movie because when it came out in 2014, it was my favorite movie to watch in theaters. I have a lot of favorite movies, so I really couldn't pick one. Like <laughs> You wouldn't know that if you listen to the podcast with the amount of fives he gives out. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Okay. I'll give you some I'll give you my top five like some of my top fives. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like I really like po- the the ones that I was struggling with to like pick for today. I kind of wanted to pick Lion King, but I didn't want to watch Lion King because I've watched it a thousand times. And I, I, although I do love watching it, I didn't want to like watch it and talk about it because then it's just me like, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was uh, Pulp Fiction. I love Pulp Fiction. I don't know why. Like, Which came out it, the same year as Angela's movie. Yeah. And really? It, or no, mine. No, no, no. That was mine. Yeah. And, Whoa. and it's funny because I, I feel like with that movie, all three of us would have connected on it. And it would have just been like, member? Remember when he did it? It was just member berries all over. <laughs> so I was like, we all love, we love Quentin Tarantino. We love his, and he wrote it. He directed it. And then, uh, produced it. He produced it. Out in it. Samuel Jackson comes out in it. John Travolta comes out in it. Like, the we have dialogue. The came the dialogue. We oh have all God, good, dude. we have so many great things to talk about that movie. It's not. It's not. not, not it's fair. not fair. We should not just fair. do like a Tarantino side podcast. Exactly, with us three. And exactly, Dude. I would rather ha- do that. Save that for that. And I don't even the, think that'd be fair. That we've so many discussions about so many different scenes. And well, that's the thing. Is like I I'm think saying, like does we do that. a we do an actual podcast series where one episode we talk about one movie. Yeah. And that's all we do. But I'm saying like I shouldn't even get into it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. See, yeah. What you, did? you see what you did. But that's what I'm saying. Like I didn't pick that one. There's Happy Gilmore. It's a comedy. It's you guys both pick serious movies. I was like, there's some comedy in the beautiful man. <laughs> hey, Happy Gilmore. Although my favorite comedy uh, for now, well, yeah, that's been my favorite comedy for years. So it is my favorite comedy. I didn't want to pick it. And um, what was it? What's another one? Uh, well, there's Grand Budapest Hotel. That's La La Land. La La Land. Oh, oh man. That, I mean, honestly, honestly speaking, that. 
That is one of my favorite. I, I mean, rewatched top, that movie. So it's many- top three for Joey. Like yeah, if I was I making really a list for Joey, it's top three for for, for honestly. A fact. I, well, no, because I just said my top three, which was Pulp Fiction, uh, Lion King, and for the Happy score Man. of La La Land. Unfortunately, La La Land three for me. is that category of like, because I really don't like musicals that much. But this one, yeah, exactly, and it made me turn my. I love this musical. Like I really liked it. Like when I really loved it. So I'm like. <sighs> That's why it's in the top four. Like, because, like, I don't know. It would be in the top three, like George said. But Pulp Fiction, just, I have so many member berries from it. I love how he says he doesn't love, he doesn't really love musicals. But it's ironic because he loves La La Land. And when he said Lion King is one of his favorite movies, <laughs> no, Lion King has more songs than there has dialogue in that movie. That's true. Like, Does that movie, really? sometimes that movie I puts me to really. sleep. Every time I try to rewatch it, it puts me to sleep because there's just, oh, here we go, another song. <laughs> I sing along with the song. So <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. Uh, and then I guess another one would have been uh, Interstellar. Mm, yeah, I guess that's true. I, I mean, it's definitely not like... I feel like it's not as high as those other ones you're talking about, but it's definitely up there for you. You really love the Interstellar. Yeah, I really love that movie. Why'd you then, talk about Pulp Fiction, dude? No. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but, but let's, anyways, get, on, let's <laughs> get on to it. The, wait, about... About Grand Budapest. Okay, yeah, so I picked Grand Budapest Hotel. Because that when this movie came out, I watched it three times in theaters. I I didn't I haven't done that in a long time. Can you like for the people listening <laughs> at home? That is absurd amount of times for Joey to rewatch a movie. This yeah. was keep in mind this movie came out in 2016? 2014. 2014. This is before A List. Before freaking yeah. what was the other one called? Movie Pass or yeah, it was like uh, five dollar Tuesdays. Yeah, like this was before all these things. Joey paid this for the watch this movie three times. Hold on, <laughs> I paid like five bucks because I would go to Manet's. Right, and I, the first time I watched it, I watched it as a uh, as a Manet. I went by myself. Mm-hmm. Second time I went with Angelo, and then the third time I think I went by myself again. Right. I just wanted to watch it again. <laughs> For those of you that don't know Joey that much, that is a lot of Slurpees. That's a lot of Slurpees. That's right. That's a lot of Ices. Ices, Ices, my bad. Uh, oh, my God. I just really love that movie, dude. Like, it's, I was so enthralled with, like, the way it looked, the way it was, the way the story is told, the way, like, uh, the way it's shot. It's, like, it's just, in some of, most of it looks like a, just a one shot. And I'm pretty sure, that, like, I'm pretty sure. There's that, a lot of one shots. There's a lot of like s- short one shots that are like uh, I don't know. It just really keeps you captivated into what's going on because they're constantly walking and and it's about it's a movie about these people who work in like in a hotel and it's like oh what do I do with this like and when you know I've been like a supervisor before and it is like that when people are coming up to you hey uh blah 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 like hey like go do this like. By the way, uh, so and so needs a break, so go. You need to go break them, blah blah blah, and, and working in a big place, you know. So I totally get that, but I also get. I also like the relationship of the mentor and mentoree, and how they became friends. Uh, I just uh, there were so many different angles to this movie that I really enjoyed. Anyways, that's why I really like this movie. Go for it, Angel. There's a bunch of like humanity oh the- fuck <laughs> I say, like, there's a bunch of stuff that i saw wrong with this movie. <laughs> like, oh. no, humanity in the movie man i mean there's a yeah. there's a scene where uh it's Jesus, the uh what's his name now got his name zero in uh what's his mentor's name uh monsieur monsieur Oh, what? I can't think of his name. Gustav. Gustav. Monsieur Gustav. Well, they're... Freaking Voldemort. Uh, yes. <laughs> when, uh, 
they're they're on the train ride and then um essentially they're going and then they want to see the uh his documents you know zero's yeah. documents and he's papers like a, yeah dude there's a scene where he's i mean that's kind of like a common a common thing throughout the movie where he's like defending him yeah and yeah. he just kind of knows him like not mm-hmm. too much he doesn't know him that and it's much. it's funny because like he treats him like crap too yeah but when it comes to like other people which is funny because that's what you do with friends you talk you you know you say stuff about them you joke around but then someone else comes in and is like hey you better shut the fuck up like, <laughs> hey, don't talk to my friend like that <laughs> by the way what i think this this scene is like one of my fr- even like amongst other movies this is this scene stands out and it's so simple and just the, I don't know what it is. It's the image where it's zero in the girl that, the you know, the girl he's in love with. Mm. They're in the first wheel and they do this shot of her face. Yeah. And it's like a with the rotating uh, yeah, LED dude, That's lights. such a beautiful. A kaleidoscope. Yeah. yeah. It, it's so, it's the color. Mm-hmm. It's just her face. But I mean, and then you can see the, the make like the outline of Mexico on her cheek. Yeah. Yeah. It, the scene is so beautiful, dude. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know. It's just so simple yet it captivating, dude. Yeah. At least for yeah. me. George? I mean, look, man, I, I talked to Joey a little bit after the movie. <laughs> after he we had him as a he hated it. <laughs> he's like, I hated the movie. I was like, what? And he's like whispering in my ears, like, I hated the movie. I'm like, what? Why? Like and then, and like, then I just disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, like the whole shot from his yeah, from like, where he got his Star Wars. He went in his room and started playing with the toys. Like, <laughs> it was George all along. <laughs> let's 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 do this. Okay. I don't hate the movie. Okay. I don't. First thing I want to say is I love Wes Anderson as a director. Yeah. Wes Anderson, mm-hmm. incredible director. Incredible movies. Not my favorite of his movies. Like, hands down, this is the bottom of the barrel for me. Okay, because... And here's the thing. Wait, it's wait, not wait, his wait. fault. You're saying the bottom of the barrel? How many of them have you seen? Uh, of the three, I think I've seen. Okay. Three or four. Because he has way more. Because you're talking... Maybe Isle of Dogs, probably. Yeah, Isle of Dogs, Moon Moonrise Kingdom, this one, and I might have seen another one, but I just can't remember the other. Fantastic one. Mr. Fox. Did you see? Uh, no, I didn't. Bottle Rocket. No. Rushmore? The commercial he did. No. For the Target? Royal Tenenbaums. Yes. You saw the Royal Tenenbaums? Oh, damn, that movie was bad. <laughs> the Target commercial. Okay, it's not that bad. Okay, but here's the thing. I love the Royal Tenenbaums, <laughs> by the way. But <laughs> here's the thing. Yeah, I know Selena loves that movie too. I think. Yeah, it's such a good movie. Um, here's the thing with with this movie. I love the directing. I love the acting. I love the some of the dialogue. The thing that really kills the movie for me is the plot. I don't like this whole like with air quotes mystery thing we're playing here. Like it's so it's such mm. a lazy version of a mystery. And like it's not fair because we have really good mystery movies that have recently come out. Like the one that comes to my head is Knives Out. Like Knives Out did a really great job of showing you a mystery. And making it kind of different. And there's other movies that I really love the mysteries in. And I love crime, but this movie kind of just, it fell flat for me. I, and I was telling Joey, it's like, I don't like, I don't like this whole sub, this whole plot of like him going to jail and him figuring out like who did it and all that crap. It, it's boring. I want more of Zero, Zero, his like love yeah. and Monsieur Gustave. Because that relationship, and that's the heart of the movie. Like, that is everything that I need of this movie. It's just 
them interacting, them getting into some hijinks, them talking about stuff, them dealing with like societal pressures that are around them. Because that's what I think the movie is about. Like I think the movie is about society crumbling around you and it changing. Like Gustav trying to be this high upper class, high high upper social class member when he's just a freaking like bellhop or like what is, what is his title technically? Gigolo. I mean, yeah, he's a, he's a gigolo, but no, he's um he's he runs the hotel pretty much all by yeah. himself, right? Like he is trying to be this high class member, but he's concierge. Not. concierge. Concierge, thank you. Right? He's a concierge, but he's trying to he speaks and he acts like. Like a person above his status. And he wants yeah. to live in that world of like of riches and and be like hoity toity and all this stuff. But that version of that world is dying because of the incoming war that's about to yeah. happen. And where when a war happens, especially in a in a country like is it in Germany, by the way? I couldn't understand if it was Germany or Italy the whole time. It's a fake place. It's a fake place? Okay, well there you go. Um like it bothered me because I'm like, I want to see more cool. of this like social social class. Mm-hmm. And like him talking it out, like the scenes on the on the train that you mentioned, amazing. That scene with him and uh, Sorcy Warren, crazy well done. Everything like shot wise, beautiful. This is one thing yeah. that I really want to call attention to when you watch this movie because there's nothing. I don't. I can't give away anything about the movie, honestly. Like it's like you just watch it and it's there. But the way he has these two, right? Uh, Joey mentioned that uh, Zero and Gustav are mentor and mentee. In the beginning shots. You always see Zero smaller and taking up less of the frame. But as the movie goes on, and the moment that we have him help Gustav get out of the prison, they take up equal frames in the... uh, They take Mm -hmm. up equal space in the frame. Mm -hmm. And that's because it's showing you that their friendship has grown to such an extent that they now... That Gustav considers them an equal. And that they are now best friends. And that's... The subtlety of just showing that visually is incredible. Like, it's something that directors don't do enough. We've talked about this in Promising Young Woman with the with the wings behind her yeah. showing like she's an angel. And like here it's done again with him like sharing space with of the frame with Gustav, who's quote unquote the main character, or supposedly. Um and then it's even more subtle when Gustav like actually show shares his perfume with Zero. Showing that, like, hey, I think you're equal and me and you are now best friends. Mm. And this is something of my high-class station that I want to share with you. And that is beautiful. Like, the movie does subtle things like that that, like, I think on first watch, no one... I think some people might be like, oh, it's whatever. But if you pay attention, the small little details like that are what make the movie. And, of course, like Joy mentioned in our conversation, the writing is great. Like, it is re- it is like a book. It's like reading a book. Like the narration, the way he's like, and I call to him. And what was the other one you mentioned? Oh, uh, like where it's very descriptive. He's like, oh, I. He's like, I, he he um he gestured to me, or like he like says little things that you would read in a book. You know, he, you know, he ran away in a huff. You know, and like st- stuff like that. And you read it and you try to imagine it. And he literally did it like, like oh, like how how do people run away in a huff? And he did like. Huff. Like, you know, I don't know. Like, it's just little, those little By things. By the way, it, it didn't really... Incredible. And that's the thing. Like, sorry, Angela, one thing. The reason I talk so much specifically at that point is because I also want you to notice I don't like this movie. Like, <laughs> I, I really didn't like the plot. I will not be rewatching this movie. I'll watch scenes of it and stuff again because I like the way it looks. But I won't rewatch it because the plot is bad for me. And despite that, that's how much good stuff I have to say about this movie. It's crazy. I think you watched in the lens of, like, it's a serious movie it's a comedy 
Okay. For, uh, to, it, they didn't make me laugh that much, bro. No? No. I made me. There was a really funny scene. I don't which know. Which one, which one be, it shouldn't be funny, dude. Which one? The one where he punches him in the face. Oh. But it's oh. so <laughs> random. He says the word. I'm not going to say it. Obviously, uh, yeah. For the podcast. The F word? Yes. The yeah. F word. Yeah. It, he's but like, he's all like, it's so random. He's like, you're like what? No. The? He's like, you're over here, uh, f- you know. You know, having sex with old ladies. He's like, I thought I was supposed to be an F word. Like, you are, but you're bisexual. <laughs> yeah. and there's, and there's a part where, where he's like, where they're like, they're doing the perfume scene, and he's like, we have to offer him something. He's like, I only have two shekels. That's, that's, that's too little, but okay. And they, and then uh, what's his name? Bill Murray. Bill Murray does that. Oh no! Like, <laughs> like I couldn't. I, yeah, I couldn't possibly. Yeah, I was like. <laughs> that's so funny because like that is like that like in those concierge like oh no sir like it's <laughs> it's my pleasure like <laughs> it was just that 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 was funny uh i thought the part where like uh when they're eating the pastries is like they like he like cuts it's like three like oh, balls yeah and he cuts it perfectly it's square and then it's like here you go guys and then he goes blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like mm, yummy like there's well, a well that's it guys oh, anyways i thought that was re- i forgot about that part anyways go ahead i forgot there was a part that really made me laugh and i, I can't remember now i had oh. it and i lost it uh <laughs> when he's like she's dead and you think i killed her the scene that i think of is uh they're looking at all the stuff that's being sent to them and yeah. and in the jail and they're cutting it and then the mendels comes in he opens the box looks at it and he goes and the tools and it, 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 <laughs> they look like tools, <laughs> and, he just closes it and lets it go yeah like, that was funny like, that was, was hilarious like, okay, yeah because like, <laughs> i like how he's like with the knife like like how do i cut this like, <laughs> yeah. Like, whatever anyways yeah i don't know when i watched it, it i laughed a lot um because there's like little subtle things where he's like uh he's talking to the corpse and like he's like it's like oh my god like the cream that they put on you like uh, whatever it is i want it like <laughs> it's 10 times younger and it's like i'm so glad they changed your nails like go like, <laughs> like i'm so glad that you listened to me about the nails because he said like something about her them it the col- oh, the col- it's like the color last time we saw her yeah, yeah, alive, last yeah. time we saw her um but i don't know I, I, there's like a lot of funny parts to me like there's a part where he's all like where sergey's like being like super serious and sneaky like sir like blah blah blah, blah. he's like what is it come on get out of here. <laughs> it's been a nightmare like, <laughs> just tell me and, and he's like, anyways there's just that part i don't know there's a it's interesting because it's there's narration but mm-hmm. then the story is always just like a is that like a considered like a secondhand account? No, dude. It's so it's a little girl reading a book. Yeah, that, that's then, what I'm saying. It's interesting. Then you cu- and then you go into the author telling you the the story, like the narration of the story, and then it's a flashback of that author's when he's actually actually living it out, and then it's him listening to the story of from uh, zero. Ze- from zero. And then it's zero, and then you actually then see, see the story. And then you actually see the story from zero's perspective. That's some like inception shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really is, and it's crazy. But um, yeah, I I really like that too. Like the idea that also, just like in a beautiful mind, it's a very really it's a really hard thing to put to take from paper onto like screen. And that's why I love movies dude that's that's <laughs> no i'm serious like i think that's 
like from the beginning when you said like what got you into movies that thing where like, same thing with books where it's like you have the ability to go into like another world yeah because you're i mean humans are limited to their lifetime you know in your own that's I mean, you only can live what you experience yeah and it's such a unique thing that i mean you know like stories passed down to generations generally like native americans have it and stuff like that and that's why i particularly like love movies because the ability of to get out of yourself and to like share an experience mm -hmm. that you otherwise could not you know and, and yeah. in such a time that's i mean you're you're it's almost like you can live somebody else's life and mm -hmm. see their perspective yeah in such a short time for sure. or four hours <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i mean otherwise you wouldn't be able right. to do that and it's you, a great escapism and you can experience the emotions yeah. and then sometimes they connect sometimes they don't you know depending on how good of a job they do um and i think that's what awesome movies are that you can reflect on whatever emotion you felt at that time or what they're trying to admit or sometimes maybe not you feel a completely different emotion of that you get from it when they wasn't even there to begin with you know yeah i agree i wasn't trying to portray that i mean it's something that i think is really interesting like i mean we're all born in the same year so like yeah. we all grew up with the same kind of experiences happening around us at least in the world and i think one of the big things about our generation specifically is like in a lot of respects like our parents were movies and television like we at least in my case and i think i can speak for you two is like a lot of the time, what we learned right from wrong wasn't necessarily from our parents or from our brothers or siblings or anything like that. It was just from watching TV and watching people get into hijinks, you know? Like, I understood so much adult themes as a child because I watched, like, Seinfeld and I watched um, Friends and I watched all these other things that talked about things that would happen in my 20s or in my 30s, I, too, I guess. And mm -hmm. it's, it's something that I think, I don't know how much that, how much younger generations right now, like, actually watch movies and, like, to an extent that we, I guess, do. Like, I mean, me and Joey have a podcast about movies because we love them so much and we get deep into the nitty-gritty of what makes these movies. Like, I just spent, like, probably five minutes talking about how Wes Anderson's a great fucking director, you know? And, and I think you are lending credence to that even more into the sense of, like, being able to step into somebody's shoes literally by yeah. watching a film and seeing what happens is something that you can't get anywhere else, you know? Like, books give you a level of of experience and knowledge but the great thing about movies is they're condensed down versions of them yeah that are much more easily um digestible and that are much more accessible to everybody around us so ironically like i said in the beginning is like all three of these uh movies are books like mine was a short story yours i think was a full-on novel and then uh joey's i think short was also story. a true story a collection of short stories. A collection of short stories. So another, another thing like that. Like, the a lot of people get upset when books get turned into movies. And I get that. I totally understand that. But at a certain respect, like, these three movies are all incredible. And they were books, too. And, like, that level, that extra level of being able to see it happen really helps humanize these kinds of experiences and traits and helps you understand a lot. Yeah. Of like, there, there's a specific word that... I don't even, it's probably, it's probably created because of movies, but it's like, di, what is it, digesis or digesis? Or, oh, I think I know what the it's, word you're it's, talking about, it's, but it's, I don't know. It's, uh, don't worry, Selena usually ends up texting me and telling me how, that, how we mispronounce things, so I'll probably <laughs> get a message after she listens to it about how we misspent. I want to say it's called like digesis or something okay. like that, and it's essentially like... Digest. 
Huh? No. Just hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry, guys. <laughs> so it's it's, it's I, I guess it's almost like uh it's it's something that's going on in the character's world. Um, let, let's say a movie, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a score happening, but you're the outside viewer can under, or they can hear it, but the movie itself, the person in that character doesn't necessarily can oh, hear okay. that sound. You know? Yeah. So it's 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 one of those things that just you know it's you don't get from books. Like yeah, mm-hmm. you can. You can watch a book or you can read a book and you have like music playing in the background. But when you're watching a movie and you got the score, it's like, say, Halloween, you're watching Halloween. Oh, and then okay. You're like, you get into the motion, but that fucking score, woo, got yeah. like you, Jaws, too. Yeah, Jaws, dude. You're watching Jaws and you're like, oh, you know, imagine you take away the sound from that shit. I mean, like, it's something I brought up about. Um, Shawshank Redemption is like I really love the score in that movie, but in these other two movies, the scores are also impeccable. They're really well done, they're, and they're subtle. On all three of these movies, they're subtle. They don't jump out in the forefront. They don't really like hit you bang, kind of like how um, how a lot of Christopher Nolan's scores are. They're really loud and they take over yeah. the entire thing. Mm. They're underlying and they're ever present. It's almost like if they're their own character, and it and it's something that extremely adds to the emotional aspect of the movie. Well, you guys are probably wondering what I'm doing on the laptop, right? Uh, He's probably coming up with some kind of (laughs) trivia questions. I am, but uh, I didn't want to interrupt you guys. My bad, my bad. No, 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 that's the whole point. Yeah, and I'm here to line things up. So I'm going to read you guys some quotes, and I want you guys to guess which movie it's from. Of the three? Of the three. Oh, okay. Okay. And I'm going to try and be as, like, monotone as possible or throw you off with, like... Gotcha. Right? Okay. Conviction, it turns out, is a luxury of those on the sidelines. Hmm. Conviction, it turns out, is a luxury of those on the sidelines. (sighs) Grand Budapest. I was going to say Grand Budapest, too. No? What is it? A beautiful mind. Wow, Angelo. Sad. Wait. I knew it wasn't mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I believe in two things. Discipline and the Bible. Oh, that's... Oh, that's Shawshank. Shawshank. It's the, yeah. it's the warning. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, damn. I thought I would get you guys. And, uh-huh. he, and he also... He says, so I believe in two things. The Bible and... What do you say? Repeat that line. Thing? The discipline and the Bible. And then Here you'll receive both. There yeah. you go. Put your trust in the load. Your ass belongs to me. Like, I love that scene, by the way. Also, if you are watching Shawshank, probably move your kids away. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, no, yeah, that definitely. curses a lot. You, I forget how many times this movie curses. You just give the kids a couple of years. They can watch yeah. <laughs> when they're nine. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, that's the most amazing story I've ever heard. What amazes me most is that you were taken in by it. Oh, Grand Budapest. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. No, that's wrong. That's Shawshank. That is also again Shawshank. What? That's the warden when he tells when he tells uh, Andy oh. that the dude is lying to him. Damn it! Hey, see, I know my movie. <laughs> I miss you deeply as I write from the confines of my regrettable and preposterous incarceration. Oh, that has to be freaking uh, Grand Budapest. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, what we'll keep he's, that away? He's reading that right. Just Zero. the way he says it, like yeah. I what, did, what was the regrettable and preposterous incarceration? Yes, those those three words. 
regrettable, preposterous, and consideration. Oh, as it's, I write from the confines of my... It's zero regrettable. reading that out yeah. to, in the scene where... They're yeah. like you can you can eat you can oh, start he's got eating. A, he's got a forty line poem. <laughs> yeah, right that now. poem is so funny. Uh, my dear and trusted colleagues, that they can eat. <laughs> <I'm>, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's such a good movie. I'm trying to. I had a couple. I I, I copied and pasted a couple, and I'm like, oh, I feel like these will give it away. If you watch the Grand Budapest Hotel, honestly, I think what you should really like, I, as good listeners who have listened to this podcast know, I really love. Um, I'm into photography and I love uh, painting, not like me painting, but like paintings. So the thing that I really like about that movie is that it looks like an artwork the entire time. Yes. Like everything about it feels like it's a painting and it feels like it's taken out of there. And the camera work, like I mentioned, is incredible in this movie. Like having everything symmetrical, having um, your foreground and your background like have the same amount of weight. So like the amount, same amount of people in it is crazy to me. Um, even the way the camera worked, like for those scenes when they do the train scenes, it's them just on a dolly. And they're going across and the background's moving. It is just the little room and that's all that's there. Everything else is just fake. Like there's videos of them like showing behind the scenes of it so ridiculously well done and like faked incredibly well and it was just done out in the in the middle of nowhere it's great great freaking wes anderson's amazing okay who's winning you or you oh that's uh beautiful man yeah that's damn has to be okay fine. i mean well with it. <laughs> joey's uh, gonna be like oh you think that's easy <laughs> the end which one is it? <laughs> uh it's not my problem and it's not your problem it's their problem it's not even it's not a problem. It's not your problem. It's their problem. Beautiful mind. Beautiful mind. Shawshank. Damn. 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 I was like, <laughs> damn. I was like, how did that come out of nowhere? <laughs> I haven't gotten one wrong. <laughs> uh, you're gonna fit right in. Shawshank Redemption. That's such a short line. I feel like it's Shawshank. But it might be beautiful mind, but I'm gonna go Shawshank. It's gonna, I know what scene that is. That is the scene where the young guy gets in jail, uh-huh. and then they're around the table talking, and then they. I feel like one of those inmates says that to him. You're gonna fit right in. You're gonna fit right in. Everyone here is innocent. You know what? You, yes. you know that? Hey, what? What you in here? Didn't do it. Lord fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Tim, it's funny because Tim Robin and Andy later says that. He says it the, the when the little kid, the little kid, he's like a grown ass adult. Uh, when the kid asks him, like, "Oh, what are you in here?" He's like, "Oh, lawyer fucked me." <laughs> and then and the dude who said the original line goes, "Hey, that's my line." <laughs> I was like, "Bro, you don't remember that from five years, ten years ago, man? Get out of here." Uh, may I offer any of you inmates a plate? That's uh, the Grand Budapest. Mm, that's yeah, the, that's the scene when he cuts it in Monsieur quarters. Gustave, yeah, mm, it's the wrong scene, but it is from Monsieur Gustave. Yeah. May I offer you? Oh, a, that's the part when they open you it. Play, it makes a plate of mush. Yeah, and and then the the tall guy comes out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was funny too. Oh yeah, oh yeah, when that guy's like, "Hey, these guys are escaping. These guys," are, he's like, Poof. he's like, "Oh, thank you, you so sweet much. man." <laughs> <You're> sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've never trusted that butler. I never trusted that butler? Yeah. Grand Budapest. Yep. 
Salvation lies within. Oh, the, come on. Yeah. Um, I get, like I said, these, these are too easy. Yeah, they're really too- easy. These movies yeah. are too simple. Okay. Hopefully, you guys don't get this one. Where's your malfunction, you fat barrel of a mon- monkey spunk? That's the Grand Budapest. Is it? Yeah, it has to be the Grand What is your malfunction, you fat barrel of monkey spunk? Could be a beautiful man. He's pretty smart. No, that sounds too outlandish. I feel like it has to be Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah? Angela? That one was tough. Oh, wait. No! That's Shawshank. That is a scene where the corrections officer is saying that to that that oh, guy. They beat him it? and they end yeah, up killing him. Yeah, look at it, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Damn. I, fucked I remember up. because that's <laughs> the last one. The last one is what gets me. Oh, my oh. movie. Joey's all I needed. I was like, oh, He's going to keep going until he messed me up. <laughs> no, because I was like... Some of these are kind of, and then I was like, okay, this is kind of like, it's silly, and then it's also like, what is your malfunction? It's just like a yeah. random, but yeah, yeah. but Angela got it. Other way. Dude, by the I way. couldn't stump both of you. Or, or what was the first one? Did I get you guys on the first one? Yeah. Huh? No, I don't think I so. Think you got me on the first one. Wait, I, no. I, it was a beautiful mind one. He said Shawshank, and I said beautiful mind. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Yeah, that's man. all I got. Overall, three great movies. Um, I think this is pretty much it winding down. Angelo, what are your other favorite movies? Uh, the Brad Pitt movie you guys mentioned. <laughs> the Brad Pitt movies. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, Angelo. So, uh, I don't know how much you listen to the podcast. I would hope you listen to it quite often. I do. Um, so, if you have listened to the episodes when we have special guests on, I like to do a little thing. And that thing is called The Ten Questions. From inside the actor studio with James Lipton. I love that man. So that guy was so good, by the way. He is. He was incredible. Too rest in peace. Yeah, man. Rest in peace. Too many people dying on this episode. <laughs> All right, Angelo. So here you go. If you're familiar with him, I'm sure you're gonna be able to know him. First one is, what is your favorite word? Oh shit. Probably oh shit. Oh, I was about to say. <laughs> like I was like, okay, good answer. <laughs> what is your least favorite word? Yeah. Oh, damn, that's the least favorite word. Hmm. Today, Junior. <laughs> um, you want me to give you some? I don't know, maybe. Mo- I, I don't know. That's Yeah, maybe. That's a know. phrase, but okay. I mean, that's well, fine. We'll, we'll, we'll accept it. The judges, will we accept it? <laughs> yes, they nodded yes. <laughs> okay. What turns you on? Oh, man. Movies? Okay. <laughs> All right, cool. Good answer. All right. You're placating to the viewers. I the, see it. Okay. Those aren't the kind of movies we review, but... <laughs> I mean, there you go. What turns you off? Oh, what turns me off? Um, Injustice. Injustice. <laughs> uh, what turns me off? Hmm. Uh, we'll go with injustice. Yeah, let's go with injustice. Okay, so, so yeah, this is I, 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 so, so this I'm is Joey answering the questions. <laughs> okay, got it, Joey. <laughs> what sound or noise do you love? What sound or noise do I love? Yes, definitely not my alarm. Shit. Um, Silence, apparently. No. Yeah. I guess music. 
I mean, in general, I don't okay. know. Okay. That counts. All right, fine. <laughs> what sound or noise do you hate? The alarm. <laughs> yeah, very Thought you would say this, my this son makes, crying. This <laughs> next one should be easy for you, Angelo. What is your favorite curse word? Fuck. Oh shit. What <laughs> profession, other than your own, would you like to attempt? Other than my own. Yes. Oh. Yes. I guess I would. What we could be psychologist. All right. What profession would you not like to do? Would not like to do. Goddamn. It would suck to clean shitters, I guess. <laughs> okay. Last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Oh. I would... You want to give it another go? <laughs> Great answer. Good answer. And with that... We finished another episode of the Podcaster's Cut. Thank you so much, Angelo, for being in the studio today. Next week, me and Joey will be back, as usual, and yeah. we're going to be talking giant-ass kaiju. Oh, yeah. Godzilla versus King Kong. Yeah, this should be good. All right, everybody. Go watch some movies. Bye-bye.